Damn. Who's over there? Sensei Teton? How y'all doing? It's your boy Teton. On any time. How everybody doing on this Whiskey Wednesday? For today's episode, we're going to speak about my partner, Diego Rivera. Born December 8th, 1886, in Guna, Mexico. Would you believe me if I said, Diego, would you believe me if I said Rivera had that dog in him? Because he really did have that dog in him, though. We're not talking about office artwork of line, but just in life in general, he had that, he had that dog in him. Some of his most famous paintings are Man at the Crossroad, the Detroit Industry Mural. Um, the Dream of a Sunday, the name of few. But when I mean when he had that dog in him, we can go down the timeline of his history, you know. Only at three years old. Yeah, uh, only at three years old, yeah, he was. He started drawing. Then at twelve, he got accepted into the National Art of Mexico scholarship school. You know. Then five so years later on, he got a scholarship to go travel Europe. Then when he went over to Europe, he met great other artists like Picasso, Paul Tenvin, George Barit, Brick, George Bouquet. My bad. I didn't mean to. If any artists listen to that, I didn't mean to butcher my man, the man name. But yes, he. He met a lot of people that was influenced. He they influenced him, and he went to go study art styles, like Pablo Picasso. Mm-hmm. Um, his trip into Europe was great. He ran into his first wife, Angeline. But the reason why I say, do you believe, would you believe me if I say Diego had that dog in him? It's not because of his artwork. Because of his other activities outside of his artwork or what his artwork shows or influence of. His political views. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once was a member of the communion, communists of Mexico, member of the Italian, the International Four. He had a lot of rebel groups that he joined, but that never stopped him from doing his work. As his first wife would say, Diego was a great man. 
Yes, he loved other women, including me, but his true love was his only his work. And I felt that. His true love was only his work. Doesn't mean he didn't love them, but, you know, in the sense of, you know, loving... of loving his work, you know, and it shows, you know, why, why artists feel now Diego is such a less hold how held less of a household name than his wife, Frida, I would say because of his radical political views or the bridges that he had burnt on his way to, in his career, as being a painter. You know, they also say sometimes the habits you do outside of work affect you more than your habits in work. But what do I know? You know, you know a lot. That uh, came off weird. So the first painting I'm gonna talk about, I think I really liked out of his his collection of paintings. To me, is Man at the Crossroad. During the time of the Industrial Revolution here in America, that's where, you know, Mr. Rivera's, you know, I was gonna put some respect on his name out for you know, Mr. Ramirez came to America, was, you know, he was cool with Mr. Henry, Ford Henry at the time, the owner of Ford. And he called him up and said, I need you to paint this mural right here. And he gave him man at Crossroad, showing that the blue-collar man working in America at that time was, you know, they had multiple paths, you know. At that time, you know, the industry plants were the most of the income spots where men went to work at to support their family and stuff. So, yeah, it was a lot at the crossroad. Man at the crossroad was a great painting. I felt like it depicted what was going on in that time of era. Working, the political views. And, like I said, Rivera, you know, he got his due. He got his money. Don't get me wrong. His murals and paintings, yes, they make him a great artist. That does. They make him a great muralist. Great artist, a great person. His radical political views really what put him on the map beside his painting, it seemed like. Because to be, you know, to come to America to paint pictures like at the crossroad, the painting he did for, um, the painting he did in New York, um, which one was that at New York? Uh, I forgot the name of it. Oh, shit. 
But he was more, like I said, with his radical views, he was more of a protector. He never, he always traveled back home to give us murals such as the Flower Carrier, Panda America Unit. Zeppi style landmark scape sculpture. That's one of his earlier paintings. Um, and Zenyard leader Zeppi. You know, them painters predicted, like I said, art imitates life, and it shows. Not only with him, but other artists like Freda, Picasso. Um, they, their art's always, you know, imitate life, and that's what Ramirez was good at. Diego Rivera was good at. He was good at imitating life in his paintings. And no matter which point of view of painting, which point of life of view that he was imitating or recreating in his image, it could have been completely viewed as um, as the history of Mexico. A perfect example. You know, up to a certain point in time, they had, you know, a limited Started history. He did the history of Mexico in 1935. It's 2023. It's more Mexican history. But up to that point, he did what he did on that painting. It's a mural that predicts a lot, like the war for the independence of Mexico from Texas. Even some inner, some inner justice from the system within inside of the country Mexico at that time that was going through. It depicts, and it's based on how you view the mural. When you read it, you can see, if you look at it, if you pull the picture up and look at it, you can see you got the Cadiza doors over there. You see the the uh, the soldiers that was fighting against him. Other, it is a lot to break down in Diego, you know, Rivera's pictures. But the reason I say he had that dog in him is from what he has done. Not only, you know being a great painter, but his symbolism also in his painting, painting also, like, what he depicts sometimes. Even during his years when he came to America, he did a painting in San Fran later on in his life after coming back from Europe, touring in Europe right before World War One started. Um...
it even came to the point that he helped another political leader take refugees at his own house. Talasas. Taliesel. Tosiasa. Um, he had to be a Italian diplomat or Italian leader or association with Stalin at the time. Even though Diego did wrong, he noticed wrong too, you know. As I always like to say what Av say, two wrongs don't make it right, but it make it even. So, you know, due to Mr. Rivera's, you know, history with women, yeah, he he married a lot, he cheated a lot, divorced a lot, but we he ended up finding true love at the end of the day. Rivera also, you know, being the man he is, had a lot of kids too. So, but him not being a household name in the twenty first century of artists is, is not shouldn't be true because I feel that his style of art is a style of art that shouldn't shouldn't wouldn't that hasn't really gone away. If you think about some of the murals that we paint now in our own cities, the murals kind of reflect what we see in our eyes as a person, what we go through at our city, in our world. You know, sometimes murals are painted to celebrate someone, which they mostly are. Mm. Uh, which mural did I run across? One of his later works that he he gave he tribute to his wife Frida in his late years. La Curita was a was a collaborative style. He kind of was a collaborative style. He kind of took Frida's style and used it to dedicate this picture to her after she had been passed away, for he has passed away. Where him and Frida, you know, married, divorced married again and had a long love life connected through painting in their radical political views. Don't get me wrong. It was some dark times for Diego, you know. In 19... In 1925 or 27, I got to relook it up. But I'm going to say in the 1920s, maybe the early 1930s, he, you know, 
he was getting funded by his government to, you know, they was giving him grants to go to, you know, participate in other schools around the world in art schools and stuff. And his grants had stopped. But he had to make money. So, you know, he started selling his paintings for commission. He had to feed his family. He had two wives, two kids, all in Paris at this time. He was he was grinding. But he left to go back home. And he went back home and left to go back home. He made more murals and everything like that. I stopped saying that. I stopped saying that. Um, what else? What else? I say he was a very kind, loving man. I wouldn't put it past him that in his own heart of view. View. He was a great man. Many artists many artists were, you know, profound of him. They they liked his style, you know. The reintroduction of fresco painting, art and modern architect, he was great. Another dark time of his was in in nineteen thirty six when he received commission to create the Create a mirror for a hotel reformer, but the mirror never went up because of his, they would say his different references and politician views or live politicians. But like I said, he was a radical, he had a radical political view. He, he, he stood what he spoke on. It was not like he was hiding anything. He told the truth to him, and, you know, life imitates, art imitates life. So along that lines, in 1936, when he did that, and his mirror, you know, goes up because of his disrespects, he joined another, you know, political group, like I said, the Fourth Internationals group, you know, 
then in 1938, Rivera and Tosca, along with a writer, Andrea Brentro, toured Mexico, and they came along with a piece called A Manifest for Free Revolution Art. Free Revolution Art, yes. So, like I said, his, his, he painted his political views in his murals also to show that paintings are only just not what we, you know, the paintings are what we see, but also we see on going on outside of our world. And he touched on many subjects, like how the people are living, what the politicians are doing and stuff like that. Um... In 1940, you know, there's one of the other dark times for him. His friend, his friend he helped save from Joseph Tolleran, Stenian, uh Alice got shot up by the Communion Party of Mexico. Communist Party of Mexico, yes. So, and the leader of that Communion Party at the time was another friend of Diego Rivers he met earlier in this year. So as all that's going down, you know, Rivera he's he go to San Fran to create a mural at San Fran College, City College. I think the mural is still there itself. Then Along the lines, in 1947, he carried another mural called Dreams of Sunday in the Afternoon in La Mala, which is one of his famous artworks. It depicts, you know, everybody coming around, having a good time. And the only reason why I, when you look at the painting, you see that everybody is standing up. It's a sunny day. You can see some hidden things, like some politicians and other people and friends that he might you don't, might know of, but other people you might recognize in his paintings, like Frida and stuff like that. But the mural didn't get published. It didn't get shown to public because in one of the words in the mural thing, like in the bottom somewhere, it said, God does not exist. But in the 1950s, Rivera receives the National Art Prize of Mexico. And when also was that, you know, when he received that prize, that prize, he came up with another fresco, another mural called The Nightmare of War and the Dream of Peace. Due to his political views in the painting, the painting never got revealed to the public.
a year later, he sends a mural to China called War and Peace. Last time it was seen and heard from. Along with his political views, like I said, he helped the CIA out, overthrow the Lefrigine government in Guatemala. In 1956, he returns to Mexico, still ill, and he removes his line from God God does not exist from his mural, Dream on a Sunday afternoon in the Amala, and they open it publicly for his views of the mural announcing that I am Catholic. So he, older than his years, he had a change of heart, you know, he he took it down. He was like, the mural's great. I, you know, I understand my political views has charged some lines throughout my career and throughout my life. So he took it down. And it was a national tribute to Rivera on his 70th birthday. And that next year, he died in, he died in bed in San Angeles. San Angel, the suburb of Mexico cities, and he wanted his ashes to be with his wife, Frida. But the government decided to put him in a crypt, you know, decided to put him into a crypt so people can, many, you know, young artists or people to people that haven't seen him, that heard of him, to go visit him. So, like I say, if you didn't believe that Rivera had that dog in him, I'm going to let you know right here now. He definitely had that dog in him in every aspect of life. When ill, when faced with troubled times, he kept progressing forward. But like I always say, it's tea time. I'm just on another time.